we get an opportunity now to visit with somebody or have uh, them visit with us uh, who we spent Monday night with. It was an amazing gathering a Monday night at the uh, One Israel Fund dinner in New York City. And many people responded favorably, as we would have hoped, and uh, thank God those hopes came to fruition. Um, for all the different causes and all the different things that the One Israel Fund is doing, uh, safety and security, obviously always number one on their list, but they've uh, gone ahead and made a very big deal, rightfully so, about their activities regarding the Pinachama. Those of you who've been to a Pinachama in Israel know just how important it is for our soldiers, for the IDF soldiers to have one in their area. And uh, then, of course, the biggest project, which we've alluded to already on the air in conversations, is the uh, medical center that has officially been announced for the Binyamin region. And uh, there is um, a tremendous interest, thank God, among the uh, people who care about Israel from thousands of miles away to make sure that that medical center gets built. David Marcus is here on a JM in the AM Wednesday morning with a very special guest. Good morning to you and welcome back to JM in the AM. Morning, morning. A pleasure as always. I enjoyed the look back at the dinner at what you had done in Efrat. I enjoyed because I've been to the Efrat Medical Center, as you know. Yeah. yeah. And we've had the opportunity. You had the show broadcast a year ago. And, and we've seen it in action. We've seen it in action. We've seen just kind of impact it's had not only on the community, but the entire region, you'd have to say, right? And uh, now that model is being, uh, is being used, is being duplicated. And then it, you indicated that not only duplicated, but improved upon for what's going to be Bezrat Hashem, the medical center in the Binyamin region. So right. We were very fortunate to uh, build a tremendous project uh, that uh, we, we started really uh, out of a small caravan, not right. knowing what uh, where we're going with it. And, and it grew up into a tremendous facility, uh, really a first-grade um, medical facility with a very wide variety of abilities uh, right. that, that transformed the Gushetian region. Uh, it's, uh, you really need to... Uh, be jealous of anyone that lives in Gush Etzion today because of the accessibility to uh, quality care. And it was great seeing the leadership of Dr. Glick, who I knew before, way before he had the yeah. title doctor, really be involved in one of the key figures in the entire uh, he's process. He's the chairman. He's the chairman and the medical director and the moving yeah. force behind it. A tremendous, tremendous human being. Um, and uh, this experience that we gained in Efrat uh, uh, became uh, the example that needs to be followed. And uh, we're going to get to our special guest in a moment, yeah. but one of the other things I discovered that night on Monday, which I wasn't aware of, is that you already had a part of land. You already know exactly where this is going, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. thank God the land is already designated. We have a six and a half dunam of land, and Incredible. Uh, there's already drawn up plans. And so uh, this, is not, this is not pie in the sky, let's get this going. This is We yeah. know exactly what it's going to cost, and let's yeah. get moving. Yeah, this is a seven to eight million dollar project that is going to happen. Uh, right. we're, we're, uh, we're ready to roll. We met so, Sarah uh, Rosenfeld on Monday night, and uh, her son Malachi was uh, the victim of a terror attack back in the summer of 2015. Uh, this story, and I, I said this earlier, that unfortunately uh, this story really takes a sentence or two to understand the relationship between the Rosenfeld family and this brand new um, medical center uh, slated for the Binyamin region, which is so vital. Uh, if there was a medical center in the Binyamin region, like the one that we are dreaming about right now, um, things very possibly might have been different. We know God is in control, obviously, but things possibly may have been very, very different for Malachi Rosenfeld. Sarah Rosenfeld, Shalom, Shalom, Boker Tov, and welcome to the show. Boker Tov, I could say Boker Tov, that's good. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Very good. Good morning to you. Um, let's just talk about it. It's painful, I'm sure, to talk about, but it's so important if we're going to make sure that our listeners can help in the whole mm -hmm. process of building the medical center. Explain why or what had happened uh, that took so long for Malachi to be treated. Um, Malachi was 
coming back home from a basketball game in Benjamin and the terrorist car was waiting on the way and they shot the car that Malachi was sitting in uh, like a lot of bullets around 20 uh, all four boys they were seated they, uh, they were wounded but Malachi was wounded the worst uh, they were thinking about they brought choppers but uh, they were afraid the terrorists are still down there so they hesitated to land mm. and until the ambulance came and he didn't have the right equipment for such a bad injury so they started going to Jerusalem but it's a long way and in the middle I, I think they changed the ambulances and like you said we are not God I don't know what had to happen right. but it looks like time was a crucial effect in this wound and he lost a lot of blood by the time it took like 60 minutes to get to the hospital to Shari Tzedek the attack, the, attack, the attack happened where? Near in which? Shvut Rachel uh, on the way home it's like in Matei Binyamin we have right. over 40 Yishuvim there and Shiloh, um, Shvut Rachel, Eli I don't know anyone right. who knows this uh, on the way to Kochav HaShachar we live in Kochav HaShachar right and the nearest hospital is Jerusalem. We have nothing in the way except ambulances and very good people who want to help. But, I mean, you need the right equipment, you need the right knowledge, the doctor knowledge. And Malachi died on the way. And that's our uh, personal story. But my husband is really thinking about it all the time. How could, you know, when you lose someone that dear and you have a hole in your heart, you try to fill it with something meaningful, with something that gives you uh, meaning to this uh, very awful thing that happens to you. And one of the things uh, my husband Eliezer thinks about is he would be very comforted if he would know that not just because of this, but this helped uh, that Binyamin should have a medical center. And in the future, people, we have a lot of soldiers there. We have mm -hmm. over 60,000 people living there. And... We hope that it's really crucial. I mean, it's, it's, we are a lot of people very far from Jerusalem. And um, I hope it will save, li save lives of people and will help in general. And it would make a um, good feeling for us and for all the people who live there. Sarah Rosenfeld is here talking about the, uh, t the terrorist attack on Malachi Rosenfeld, which took his life in the summer of 2015. I, I don't mean to go into, to, to bring up all the details, but, and I'm sure it's painful, but was this said to you? Did the doctors ever say to you, you know, that, that it was just too long? It was just too, it, it took too long to get him here. It might have been very different again medically. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu has mm -hmm. the ultimate decision. But was this actually said to you that if we had more time, with him in the hospital, it may have been different? They tried to uh, spare us the pain, right. so they really, they were talking around it. Right. They say that he lost a lot of blood and that uh, if he could get there earlier, but they tried their best. They didn't really, you know, just stand there and tell us because it's very painful and very... Uh, but they did talk about the time as a crucial uh, effect in this, the, in the ongoing of the scene, that what happened until he got there. Right. Uh, and and you you don't have to be a doctor to understand that. I understood. mean, it's it's obvious. Right. Understood. Um, where the um, the parcel of land is, where the one Israel fund and I'm sure many partners you know together want to build the medical mm -hmm. center. 
Uh, how far is that from where Malachi's life uh, was taken? 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Shar Binyamin is the central of Binyamin. Right. It's like the, the most of the... As the name is, Ishi. the gateway of Binyamin. Yeah, right. the gate, yeah, it's like a start for all the Yishuvim. It's a, a center. It's really a center there. This location then was obviously strategically chosen with great forethought about where it belongs. Yeah, we, we examined many, many different parcels of land before we chose this location. Um, the uh, idea of the location is that all the major arteries running through Binyamin all come into the same juncture point. In fact, there is a major bus terminal that is going to be complete in the next few months mm. that is going to be across the street from the future medical center. Um, essentially, it's the central bus station of Yehudah Shamron. So right. all public transportation are going to run through there as well. So the enemy and the terrorists do everything in their power to try to get people like Sarah and her family to either, I don't know, move away or give up or stop building or stop. And it's just the opposite what happens. Bus stations are built, medical centers go up, and I would assume even in your neighborhood, more and more people continue to help build. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way Jewish people are, I, th- I guess. I, I'm happy for that. Uh, that's the way that's the answer i think the only answer we know to keep on living to keep on building uh, to be there i believe israel is stronger this way uh, we are there for 37 years already in kohava shachau it's not a small something <laughs> uh, my whole life is there my family i raised my kids there i built my house there it's it's home for us where are you from originally your English is amazing. Ah, that's another story for another <laughs> program, how my English is so good, yeah. Okay. It has a nice reason for that, too. Um, Sarah Rosenfeld is here in our studio. I mean, obviously, I would, I would suspect, and God forbid any of us should know, of course, but I would suspect, obviously, since then, you know, the thoughts that go through your mind as you drive in the region, through that area, etc., I can only imagine. But before that, and for other families, I- is it something that, that's always on the mind of parents in that region is it something that you know you're always concerned about the way you know the, i mean here as i said to you w- before we went on the air we've just had a couple of terrorist attacks in this mm-hmm. area but we're, we're not in the mentality as i'm sure you can relate of thinking about it on a regular basis wondering about our kids leaving and coming home is this something that that you and all the parents the thousands in kochava shachar go through each day not only in kochava shachar it's always i'm a social worker i work in the uh, Binyamin in this uh, area uh, I was in a lot of uh, attacks. A lot of people I knew died on the way home, and I had to go and tell the people. It's all, it's in my, it's like amended into my life for many years. Uh, I used to go on the, I used to go with a car to work and come back. And I'm not talking when I send my children. Very, very, uh, a lot of thoughts. We are not always so calm when we go. People ask us, so why do you stay? So that's like when you weigh important things in your life and values. And so at the end, the bottom line is, is that we stay, but it's, it's not easy. And I'm thinking a lot about it after what happened, if I risk my kids when I stay on living there. Uh, but then, you know, you go to Tel Aviv and you have an attack. And the first thing I saw on TV when I just landed off the, the plane landed and I got out to the... And you arc the the whole television s- screens were full of terrorists. Uh, right. I didn't know if to cry or to laugh. Right. But like as a believer, I believe that what has to happen happens. That's the the way I comfort myself when I get into hectic right. uh, mood. 
and I'm saying let's go and my kids I'm risking my kids but then when I think it over again I say whatever has to happen happens but nonetheless as you said Monday night we still have to do everything in our power to to help HaKadosh Baruch Hu change circumstances if it's possible and that's why this medical center for you obvious know, a reasons a year so before important. that we have a son Meir he was a soldier in Golani he was right. in uh, Aza in Tsukaitan in the war and Malachi was the one who was um really crazy that he he was afraid to lose his brother in Aza. A year later, exactly, in Tammuz, we lost Malachi. Meir is safe. He was, you know, uh, uh, Kadosh Baruch Hu's, uh, calculations yeah. are not uh, human beings. And, and so that's what I do. I drive. I'm a little stiff. I look around my back and forth and I tell myself, Sarah, calm down. You know, Kadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, not you. It's not easy for me to say that, but I know that. Yeah. So, at the end, we go on. We live a beautiful life there. We raise great kids. Uh, people there are really good people. A lot of tzedakah, a lot of... You end up living in, the, in a place you know, with neighbors you are over 30 years with, that comforted you in very bad days. So, it's not easy just to... And I think we keep, for all the Jews, we keep Israel there. I really think so, but that's politically, I won't go into Yeah, well, I totally agree with you. But as you said earlier, maybe that's for a different conversation, but I totally agree with you. I've I've told many IDF soldiers that because of them, I'm able to live here. And they look at me like I'm crazy, but of course... in a way, it's right. uh, 100% right. All right, David Marcus, uh, practically speaking, you know that there are a lot of people in this audience that have taken to Sarah Rosenfeld's message. It's something that you saw uh, Monday night, how people in this area, thousands of miles from Israel, are anxious to help build the Binyamin Region Medical Center. What what is the next step? I think it's very important for people to understand. Uh, We're talking, um, you know, beyond the uh, immediate uh, life-saving aspects and Mm -hmm. the security need. Uh, A region, in order for for life to flourish throughout Yudavar Shemron, people need to feel that their life is secure and normal. They need to have easy access. So when right. they get a cold, they have a doctor that's nearby that they could see. If in the middle of the night they, they have a little laceration or they break something, they know there's a place that they could go to. And it's, it's, it's from every aspect of medicine. Uh, what we're trying to actually accomplish is build essentially a very large um, outpatient hospital. It's going to be for all intents and purposes with all the bells and whistles that a hospital has. With real medical and, personnel. Uh, with real medical personnel and real equipment and, and yeah. uh, serious, this is a very, very serious undertaking that's going to transform the region. I can tell you that the uh, center in Efrat has become the employer oh. of no less than 150 families. Unbelievable. Um, so you could just imagine when we're going on this project that is going to be significantly larger than the project in Efrat because it's servicing a much larger region, the impact that this could have on life in general, and, and, and the draw of new population, of, of high-caliber population, professionals that will come and be part of this project is, is a really great endeavor. So for an Israel Fund to partner with the original Council of Benjamin on a project, this is a, a tremendous honor and, and a, a really something that we're all very invigorated about. So what do people do? I'm sure there's a phone number, a website, etc., where they sure, can get more information, speak yes, with uh, you, etc. What do people could do? could contact One Israel Fund. You could go to the One Israel Fund website, oneisraelfund.org. You could contact me by email. Rav Marcus at One Israel Fund. dot org. Uh, you could call us by phone anytime five one six two three nine nine two zero two, and uh, join us. This Simple. is a great project to uh, get involved with. Simple as that. It is a uh, a very much needed uh, a medical center for the Binyamin region and uh, the Rosenfeld family, as you heard Sarah say this morning um, and tell her story. 
uh, obviously is a uh, is is proof positive why this is so vital and so necessary, and as soon as possible. So everybody out there, please, if you are capable in any way and really at any level, to help the One Israel Fund make this a reality, uh, be in touch with uh, Rav Marcus. It's Rav Marcus M A R C U S at oneisraelfund.org. Go to the website, oneisraelfund.org. Anybody, i got to put this in because I think it's such a wonderful concept, and as you know, we had an opportunity to broadcast from one of them in February. If anyone does want to support the Pinachama, which is so important to the IDF soldiers, you've undertaken that project. Sure. I, I think you're more than halfway there already, based on what happened Monday night, to build a new one in Beit El, which is pretty amazing. Yes, that's, that's the next endeavor. We just completed building a beautiful one in Michmash. Uh, we're actually waiting for it to be installed. Uh, so hopefully, if any of you coming Sukkot time, it's a great little stop to pull over. It was done in the memory of um, Yanai Weissman, right. the uh, young uh, young man that uh, protected uh, people at the Rami Levy shopping center when he stopped the terrorists with his bare hands. Correct. Um, and uh, so now that that's complete, we're on to the next one uh, on the Betel Juncture on uh, Givat Asaf, right off the main highway. Um, so, even uh, I, I even have to mention the. Uh uh, what was discussed Monday night regarding the uh, bulletproof vests and what you're doing to help those who are first responders in the Judea and Samaria region. Um, yeah. So many people out there uh, think that the One Israel Fund jumps into action at the height of, I don't know, intifadas, terrorism, when everything's in the headlines. These, these f- uh, extra 400 vests and this right. The truth of the matter is this, uh, that this is what the organization is all about. Uh, we're about building life. Every day. About, every uh, day. Uh, not yeah. just an emergency situation. Exactly. So it's everything from uh, playgrounds for children right. to mikvaot and shuls and schools and, and just creating the opportunity for life. Um, and, and, you know, security obviously is always way on top of our list. Um, so if it's installing sophisticated camera systems or as simple as making sure that the first responders are protected... So, you know, we initiated this project first to get these um, civilian-style um, adapted uh, bulletproof vests for the chief of security teams. Um, we said set ourselves a goal of getting 300 vests in play. Um, we accomplished the goal, but the main thing that we accomplished is we got the IDF to wake up and say, wait a minute, this is a great design for civilians. This is exactly what we need to do. And the Army uh, committed themselves to supply no less than 4,000 vests to every single first responder. Oh, I said 400. Um, it's 4,000. 4,000 <laughs> vests that the Army is is coming in. is all because of the work that we did, because they love the design, realized that we were right about it, and, and launched this project. Um, so now our next endeavor is now to get um, a modified uh, bulletproof vest into the medical first responders that we started Amazing. together with. That's all I, I want to say Shabana. something. Yes, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry yes, for sure. budging in, but... Like, as a bereaved family, a social worker, and a woman, I guess, I want to say that behind the, the things, buildings, vests, the feeling that we get, that I got when I was standing there Monday, and I'm listening to you now, is it's a way uh, for all Jews to feel connected. I feel hugged now. I feel comforted, not bec- just because of the building, because of the feeling and the meaning that people, my brothers, are helping me, even though they don't even know me. And thousands of miles away. Yeah, and it gives us a feeling that you, you are with us, you know? Achenu Israel. Mamash, mamash, really. It, it's, uh, That's a good feeling for us that you say yeah. that. It is one big collective hug from the uh, American really Jewish overwhelming. community. It's overwhelming. I'm just... I'm saying it's not only the vest, it's the, the hug that comes with it. So thank you for that. Tadaraba. David Marcus is available. One Israel Fund website is uh, active. You can see what's happening with all the projects. I'm sure the videos are up there, etc. You can check out what's happening and be in touch with him. Rav Marcus at oneisraelfund.org. 
the 516 number is up there on the website as well, so you can contact uh, the organization by phone. Sarah Rosenfeld, Dash Cham, to everybody in Kochava Shachar, <laughs> and to Eliezer. And uh, I, I, I cannot wait for the day when you and your husband are standing there at the dedication of the medical center. It's going to happen hopefully soon, as you know. And Bezrat Hashem, it's going to transform the Binyamin region. Tadarama. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Happy, healthy, and sweet new year. More coming up. Five minutes before 8 o'clock, you're listening to JM in the AM.